Why isn't the delete button working? What's going uh, on here? Wow, this, this is cool. This is supposed to work completely. Wow, this is crazy. Oh, nice. Who this is something gives a shit? Sure. This is oh, unbelievable. I see. You I know see. what? Buck Fim. Hey. Hey everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Buck Fim. So today we were supposed to have a special guest on, but I uh, had to leave last minute, and that's okay. These things do happen, uh, and they can happen for whatever reason, you know. But we will continue talking today a little bit about uh, residential, uh, residential in particular. I mean, custom homes, production homes, and all kinds of fun stuff relating to uh, to renovations. So, what is happening nowadays with the uh, with the residential divisions? Well, one of the biggest things is the change in tech and automation that have really driven some of the initiatives that have happened out there. Now, let's take it a step back a bit, though. Like, if we go back about, let's say, 10 years, and you can hear the saws going in the background here. I've got my own little renovation happening myself. But let's step it back 10, maybe 15, maybe even 20 years. The, uh, the residential home division hasn't changed a lot in some of the small shops. We're still doing 2D sets of drawings. The application process is still very very similar at the cities you're releasing a set of 2d drawings you're required to produce a site plan a verification for minor variants etc all those steps are still remaining the same which is fine and we are starting to see more information becoming available so if we look at uh, our cities they're providing more in-depth bylaw uh, offerings online for us to gain access to. The implementation of those bylaw requirements are becoming more digital. And this year, this past year, has accelerated that to unbelievable lengths. We're seeing the ability to send permit drawings on an online basis almost everywhere now. Where, let's say, somewhere in Ontario where I live, the uh, offerability was limited to, geez, Mississauga, Toronto, a few few different areas. So that whole part of the industry has been changing quite a bit. And it's exciting. It's good to see. So we're starting to see, you know, you know, PDF markups being done by the city and the transference of these documents, which used to require a lot of printing and a lot of waiting and a lot of circulating really change for the good. But how has this technology changed the way that production home companies have looked at their own systems. Well, one of the biggest things that I've seen is uh, 3D modeling. I mean, before 3D modeling in a residential home, let's say let's go back 15 years to the main production home companies, we're looking at a flat 2D set and we're dealing with option management on a 2D floor plan. But now we're integrating all different aspects of it and starting to get into panelization for production homes to make things a little bit easier. So let's talk a little bit about production homes in general. I mean, most production home companies have a you know facet of three different divisions at minimum. They'll have their design division, they will have their uh, production estimating division, and then they'll also have a separate division for construction management, construction, uh, construction, etc. So, and that's just a small portion of the company. That's not to uh, to cut it short, let's say, but. In the past, they were just dealing with 2D sets of drawings, 
their production would be dealing with Excel spreadsheets that had, you know, out of base numbers. And, you know, some have up upgraded to a more um, strategic database where it's an actual program, such as Newstar or um, any of the other fun ones like Dell Tech. So, so yeah, we're starting to navigate into that space. And there are probably about 30%, uh, this is just me tossing out random numbers, of companies that are adopting new, faster workflows with estimating and whatnot. But the problem that we're seeing is a lot of the software out there still hasn't caught up to the fact that production home companies need to do option management. So let's say a production home company has, um, let's say 10, 12 different models. Let's just say for fun. And of those tw 10, 12 different models, they may have 30 to 40 different interior design options. And not just interior, but exterior facade alterations of that same model. Well, many of the softwares out there are incapable or very tough to be able to handle that, not just for the design per portion of it, but to carry through to the estimate stage. So who do we have out there that can help us manage all of these options? Well, two come to mind. We've got the um, Strucksoft, which is able uh, Strucksoft, which enables to help us for the um, residential home companies to generate different uh, variations in stud framing and variations of that. Uh, we also have AGA CAD, which is a, another software add-in for the 3D softwares that can allow us to to deal with a very much the exact same thing, so stud framing, etc., and then tie that back in. Uh, we also had MyTech at some point too, was, uh, had their Sapphire add-in, I believe, that was able to you know, link all that system together. Because what these production home companies are looking for, and what I've seen most from my travels throughout North America with custom homes, is being able to tie the whole process from, from customer design to the end, but have real-time budget constraints being verified along the way. So. If there is anybody up to the challenge and who's able to, let's say for instance, for Revit. So to be able to provide a software that can reach into Revit to generate a real time, you know, fix for drawings and for estimates and budgetary response and construction management all the way through, let me know because it would be great to see something like that happen because that leads right into the new wave of the industry that's been hitting in the past two, three years which is automation and prefabrication. I mean, automation and prefab has been such a huge hit. In fact, I'll be speaking to John Sheetal of CNT, CNTNR or Container uh, next week, which uh, is a company that's been uh, taking shipping containers and converting them into multi-residential um, developments or even single residential, which is super exciting. And those are prefab units for shipping containers, but we're seeing prefab for wall assemblies, which are numbered wall assemblies that are being delivered on a flat deck truck to site. We're seeing companies like Bone Structure. Bone Structure, which is a company that is uh, specializes in a custom solution that can go up in four to six days on site and click together like a giant mechano set. It's pretty awesome to see. If you get a chance, go see Mark Beauvais speak. It's pretty awesome. And uh, can explain why the industry needs QA, QC over you know, on-site construction as much as possible. Because he was right. I would invest in QA, QC any day instead of the uh, unknown variables of working outside of a manufactured facility. So, so yeah, check that out. You know, 
we're seeing a lot of this happening, but we're also seeing, you know, big trends in prefab for Skyrise. So we got the companies like, you know, Z Modular and uh, Skyrise Prefab and all these other companies are doing great things with prefabrication because now we're able to build in all the smarts and link them all together and create some really, really fun things. So custom homes, how are they gonna change? I mean, we're starting to see interesting things happening with 3D printing. They're 3D printing whole entire homes. Like, holy shit, this is really, really cool stuff. You know, going back and forth to Autodesk University and going to the different conferences and seeing all this crazy stuff happening is really opening the eyes. Should we be, should we be practicing our, our hammer swinging or should we change our hammer out for some light coating and learn how to, you know, get a, get a robot to print some stuff for us? Who knows? It's very interesting to see where things are going. Of course, we need our trades. We love our trades. They're doing what they are supposed to do. I used to be a trade myself, swinging the hammer. And, you know, there are days when it's nice and sunny outside where I do miss it. But yeah, let's um, let's keep in touch. Like the biggest thing is, is the big tech shift. Obviously, we made our switch from 2D to 3D. How has that changed the industry? Well, it's uh, even if you show how drawings are being presented to clients these days, like it used to be just here's a front sketch of your elevations and here's a floor plan. This is a, you're going to have to just kind of guess what the interior looks like and hope it turns out the way that your brain is thinking. But now we're being held accountable like as a, as architecture designers to be able to produce interior 3D renders and walkthroughs and full, um, full coordination of mechanical ductwork in the ceiling to calculate bulkheads and make sure that what you are seeing on your screen is what you are getting on site. And it's awesome. I mean, unfortunately, we're still sticking to the same time frames that you would require for a, um, for a regular 2D set of drawings. So you have to make that educated decision. And we have to educate clients too as to what that might look like. Yes, you spend a little extra time doing some 3D work, but uh, in the end, is it gonna be great? Of course it is. You're gonna have a, a much more clean end product. So how far should we go? Like what, what should the industry be doing? Like does the, do the building departments end up requiring 3D sets of drawings? Like a, you know, a click and go? Um, I mean, we're almost at the stage now where building materials and everything are essentially starting to become as airtight as they can be. Like how, how far do we go until standard details should actually just become standard and become part of a, you know, cross Canada wide standard library. And then we focus less on generating details and more about creating assembly drawings. Like I've been hearing from different sources that assembly drawings are going to be the uh, alteration of the future where we start we start getting little Ikea packets for building homes and we generate everything inside a warehouse, ship out to site, connect it all together and then do your finished trades after where you're getting your still getting your drywall and your um, electrical and plumbing and everything all connected up. So the industry is just moving quicker and it's moving faster in terms of technology and automation. So we have to make some adjustments here and there. And if that involves taking on some new technology and having some fun with it, then so be it. But, you know, I love to hear opinions. You know, we, we have individuals who have been through 
every aspect and they've seen the growth of the industry and seen how things have have progressed over time see what things have worked and what haven't can't say technology is perfect can't say automation is perfect because it's only as good as what you put in but hey I see the positive in it. There's some safe safety precautions that have been built into a lot of this stuff. There's a lot of um, a lot of great progress in terms of keeping people safe on site and helping the timing and scheduling of projects, identifying you know more more finite and accurate ways to get existing condition information. So you know with the with the inclusion of reality capture and you know establishing existing conditions and being able to build a foundation on a site without having to plug in manual numbers all this stuff is just making life a lot easier um, yes there's some retraining involved and there's some adjustments for you know management and it's uh it's going to be beneficial so over the next couple of weeks i'll be picking and choosing a couple of uh of amazing individuals to come onto the show to discuss how these changes in technology have either hindered or increased the work efforts for their projects. So make sure tune in, Buck Fam. More to talk about later. This is Dennis Dixon, and thank you for joining in on the show. Stay tuned. Take care.